Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League. It is October 8th, I believe. Yep. Yeah, October 8th, 7.06, 44 seconds and counting. And once again, you're here with Joe and Beer, and I am jacked. Uh, the reason I am jacked, and I'm just getting right into it this episode, no fluff. I am jacked because our, our buddy who's in our betting league, who will come on the podcast because he has to talk about this great win, great. hit a insane five-game parlay, a 10-buck parlay that paid out $249. So I don't know if we should say his name until he comes on, if he wants us to or not, but you listen to the show, you know who you are. Stand up, take a bow, Dad, a little Austin Powers reference. Great stuff. But, but I'm jacked. We went three for seven on bets this weekend. And went up 190 bucks. Wow. So that's that's good stuff. Yeah. And we couldn't have done it without the parlay. Sadly, the Hawkeyes really blew it for me. Um, we looked terrible, which I guess is good in a, in a weird way. I'm glad that we looked that bad because Michigan was playing decent. We looked awful, and we only lost by a touchdown, and we gave that up in the first quarter. So that's what I'm given. Uh, the other bets we lost is the Bills and was it Bills in Tennessee? They didn't cover the over. Whatever, that's fine. Buccaneers, shout out to Goodwin. You hit the tease for us on that garbage time touchdown. Gotta love garbage time. Gotta love. Uh, and yeah, so I'm pumped right now. This is gonna be a good episode because I'm jacked. I'm happy. It's spooky time season. Beer. I want you to look at this. Boom. Spooky time background. I'm wow, that's very spooky. Yeah, it's a spooky time I'm background. Impressed. We got some jack o' lanterns. We got a creepy house. We got some ravens and stuff. It's I'm I'm fully immersed in spooky time. So I oh. told you um, that I'm trying to watch 31 scary movies in 31 days mm. for spooky time. I'm not on pace yet, but I'm gonna get there. You will. So I've seen Halloween one, the original. Still got to watch the new one. I watched Nine Dead. Die Saw One. I should have just watched Saw Two, but I've only watched four, so we're getting there. But I'm sorry, I'm just rambling. I'm so excited. But how was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, don't remember much of it. I, I do feel kind of bad that I gave you a lot of crap on Saturday about Iowa um, during it, the game. Man, it was <laughs> well. Me and Johnny were sitting there like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you put a bunch of money down on Iowa or put some money down on Iowa. Our money. I'm like, we should have put down money on Illinois. Man. But then uh, we realized that you were a little upset, so we, we pulled it back a little bit. But, no, it was a tougher game to watch. I still am of the belief that if Iowa was at home and not away, Iowa would have came out with a win. It seemed like one of those games that was definitely dictated by where the game was to be taking place. Like, yeah. the amount of fans, you could tell that the, the Michigan defense was feeling – was on – and just Iowa could not get into rhythm offensively. No, I think I think we had a record for like how many end zone appearances without a touchdown in the Big Ten like a couple years. Uh, what really sickened me is the four consecutive penalties. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which took us out of field goal range. I mean that was insane. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, we played bad. However, I'm taking it as a positive. We got Penn State this week, and I am. Jack, you don't come into Hawkeye Nation under the lights just to see when Ohio State did there when they were number two in the nation. Right. They lost. They got killed. And then Michigan did when they were number two in the nation, lost as well. High-ranked teams at Iowa at night don't play well. Exactly. So I'm telling you right now, and this is when we show up, we're going to do the blackout. Everyone's going to be nuts. You get the whole game to pregame, so you're going to see people puking in the stands, a lot of really high cheering. Really loud cheering. No one's going to be able to like hear the play on Penn State. So I'm telling you, hammer the money line on Iowa. I think it was plus 165. Put at least a million on it. <laughs> Another bet on Iowa uh, this week as well. So just keep keep betting on Iowa. Everything will work out. I'm 2-1 I'm, I'm on my <laughs> Iowa bets. The only one we lost was the Michigan one. True. So and you guys don't respond to the group text when I text. <laughs> That's a problem, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just so everyone knows, I we have a rule that you you text your bets the group chat, and you're supposed to get a unanimous decision. But Beer and Johnny don't like to respond, so I'm sorry, but I got to play with their money, little house money. That's fine. Um, 
But another reason why I'm stacked is because it was a good week of football. It was. I enjoyed it. We didn't get a chance to watch all the games because we had... I mean, he, beer was dead, I heard, and then yeah. uh, <laughs> he, was, he was a sleepy man. And then I was trying to watch it, but as everyone knows, if you've been here, I got two TVs in my living room. One's supposed to be for football and one's for video games for my roommate. He was uh, cleaning the entire place. I mean, look around you, Beard. The place looks immaculate. I know. I was yeah. really impressed. Shout out, had... John. You did a great job. Great job, John. Um, but let's get into the review. We don't have to go over every game because no. we don't have to. But um, the first thing I wanted to start off with is last night's game because it's last week Johnny had speaking of the Browns. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of like you were telling me like that I was raving about Iowa. Johnny sent us a whole, you know, paragraph about how bet the Browns money line, take the points. It's like free money. I mean, they got hammered. Browns did not look good yesterday. No. And did you love the Nick Bosa planting the flag? That oh, was I loved that it. was incredible. Yeah, I loved it. I love looking at the the time lapse. You see Baker run in the middle of Ohio State and then plant the flag, and then now like that was the first thing Nick Bosa wanted to do. He didn't even sack him. He just you know pressured. The and he just wanted to do it right away. Yeah. Like, he knew that that was what he wanted to do going into this game. I don't know if Nick Bosa listens to the podcast, but last week I asked him, I was like, how is young Bosa doing? Like, is he that good? And you're like, dude, he's, he's playing he's a little good. bit out of his mind. <laughs> and then I watched this game last night, and I was like, I don't know if this man hurt us. Or like, <laughs> what's going on? Because he showed up and showed out so good. Dude, he was pressuring Baker in every play. And oh, it's yeah. like I've been talking about for the whole season. Their line, trading away, trading away their best offensive lineman, was such an idiotic move. Because as you can see, Baker's just running for his life. Yeah. They gave away their guard, but even then, like, their better guard on paper that they said, like, was getting bull rushed over by Nick Bosa yesterday. Yeah. So, was not a good look by the Browns. Browns are not looking great so far this year. Baker is looking like he's having a pretty big sophomore slump currently. Well, we got to bring it up. Everyone, including us... I think mainly me, I've been just shit-talking about bus talk about Mitch Trubisky. I think it's the time that we talk about it with Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes this year. I think he, he, I think the it, we're calling it a bust right now because he talks so much crap coming into this year. He was talking big game. He's got big endorsement deals where he's, like, taking over the entire Brown Stadium, but he's not looking good. He has more interceptions than touchdowns. It's... He's running for his life and is kind of trying to make more things happen than he should. Like I said, Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in football. I don't know how you don't continue to give him the carries. Like Dude, he he's, he's really, a straight-up stud. He's so There's good. no getting around it. He's so good. He is so good. Um, but enough on the Browns. Yeah. Except, uh, who do they play this week? I think they play the Seahawks, and they're only one-point dogs. I don't get it. I uh, let me double check. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I checked all the lines this morning. Okay, they're one point dogs, <laughs> and I don't get how they're only one point dogs. Put all the money on the Seahawks. Yeah, really. Like, even though they're playing at the dog pound, like, is it dog pound or dog house? Dog pound. I okay. think it's dog pound, but they spell pound weird. Of course they do. It's P A W. Yeah, but anyway, so like I'm telling you, hammer Iowa, bet a million, and then bet like some low, like five hundred thousand on Seahawks. Right. Uh, big highlights from this week. I'll give you one: uh, Kyler Murray winning his first game against the Bengals. Shorts against the Bengals, but hey, you know, good shit, Kyler, and he looked good too. Dude, we talked about it all last week. We didn't understand how they were the dog. Yeah, like we we were like. <laughs> Did did someone in Vegas someone in Vegas lost their job for that? Yeah. That Do you was, see it was like eighty three percent of bets were on the Cardinals. The Cardinals winning. Yeah. It like that's not good. It was not like good. you're supposed to make a line where it's supposed to be even. Right. Not eighty three percent goes on the underdog. Um, but yeah, Kyler looked good even without um, Christian Kirk there. Uh, obviously, we saw we bet it. That was one of our wins. Yeah. I thought that was pretty easy. Falcons continue to look like shit. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson continues to look like a god. Well, he did not look good last week, and he was going to come out this week and kind of double down. So I give him a lot of credit for bouncing back. Um, that Bills-Titans game is kind of funky. I, I have a, a guy that I work with. Um, actually, we buy stuff from him, so he's like a, a salesperson that tries to solicit my business. Um, he's a huge Bills fan. Huge Bills fan. Bills Mafia and uh, he's like, dude, he like messaged me on LinkedIn like, like on Monday. He's like, I can't remember the last time we were I'm like, that's incredible. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I'm happy for you, but I'm really upset about the Bears right now. 
Like, don't they? They have a little bit of Bears itis right now. Oh yeah, where their defense is pulling the weight, and not their offense. Yeah. Low scoring, um, which isn't bad if you're winning games, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. That's what I think. Some that I like is the uh, Minsu Madness. The Mustache Madness came to an end. Yeah, for the time being. Yeah, so, I mean, what do you expect? He actually looks really good though. Yeah, that, like double escape to the touchdown was insane. He's got good pocket presence. I think he's he's a baller. Like he's a game. He like it's it, it's different to watch than some other QBs that like you know they they get get smaller than the lights. They get really nervous, but like he just wants to show up. He I, I, I say it week in week out. He's more like Baker Mayfield than Baker Mayfield is. Whoa! Now Baker Mayfield's like Gardner Minshew now because Gardner's he's a well Gardner's got the limelight. Speaking on another young backup. Um, Rudolph for the Steelers, mm-hmm. me and John were watching the game. I don't know if you actually saw the hit live. John and I looked at each other and we're like, and John doesn't even like football. He looked at me. He's like, is that, is that man alive? Is that man? Hey, Dude, man. it was one of the worst. Like, you could tell. It looked like, uh, you know when you're watching like a UFC fight or a boxing fight or whatever fight, and you just see the like one shot, whatever, land, and you just yeah. see the lights go out. Like, Bang. you know, the body's there, but no one's home. Right. That's like what it was. On the football field, I haven't personally seen anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the hit as well, and it was it was pretty aggressive. But hey, it's football, so I, I'm you know I'm always on the side of like let the players play, and like back in the '80s, they would, those hits would be fine. They'd get up. So um, there's a couple games that I was pretty impressed with, and the Saints came out. I mean, the Buccaneers are looking competitive now. Games all of a sudden uh, with Bruce Arians, I think they bought in. I think the whole team bought in on Bruce Arians' mentality, even though like they still lost to the Saints. Like they're competitive, they're looking good. Um, I think they got the Cinderella effect, so they're gonna have like one or two years to do some, or at least make the playoffs before you know that glass slipper falls off and it goes back to you know being Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it was a it was a good week for football. I wish I would have been like awake more to watch it. I pretty much slept all day Sunday. We had a bunch of people over in my apartment, but. Um, I could. I'm gonna rant about the Bears, but do you want to know what I absolutely what my favorite takeaway of the weekend was? What? Everyone, everyone, just taking doo doos on Kurt Cousin. Everyone, everyone and their mother. It's like when Bitcoin popped a couple of years ago, yep. and like everyone was like, "Hey, man, you should buy Bitcoin." You're like, <laughs> "Hey, Nana, maybe I don't want to buy Bitcoin because you told me. Like, if you know about Bitcoin, yeah. I shouldn't buy." And so like everyone was just hopping on like the fuck. Cousins train. And I was over here like, you know, it's like when your stocks plummet, it's like, hold, hold until you see the whites of their eyes. And everyone shitting on him, even my Minnesota fans. And then, of course, he's going on Twitter apologizing to people that are shit talking him. Uh, I would have, you know what I would have done? I'd have thrown, you know, um, what's the movie with Adam Sandler? And they're like, prisoners playing. Longest prison. Yard. Longest Yard. Yep. You know how they're like, he like keeps throwing at the ref and like yeah. doesn't give balls. their yeah he like doesn't give their players catchable balls. Right. That's what Kirk Cousins should have done. He should have just like he should have just been slinging it on the ground, giving it a bunch of intentional groundings. Mm-hmm. And like oh you're oh sorry, I thought you guys didn't want to catch my balls. So he actually played a good game, mm-hmm. and so I want people to actually suck it up and apologize. Yeah, because the Daniel Daniel Jones train got held up at the station. It's it's kind of wild to watch because you you go in we absolutely like the Bears sit down Kirk Cousins and make him like our bitch and then he goes in they go in and play the Giants and you know the Vikings D shows up they start passing the ball more because Thielen is basically throwing a bitch fit all week about you know how they don't pass Devon Diggs was even like subtweeting like little things out there like it was it was not looking good no it, it looked stupid I I didn't get it yes he's he's highly overpaid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, good for you, though. I, I said it last week. I think, like, get your money. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I mean, these these owners are paying him. It's not like the other players are paying him. Uh, it's just finally he looked good, and I think maybe he needed a little pressure because here's what Rex – like, here's what I was racking my brain about. In Washington, every year he's getting the uh, – uh, oh, my God. He's on a oh, bad the tag. Team. Yeah, okay. Franchise yeah, they're tagging. franchise tagging. Yeah. They're franchise tagging. Yeah. And like every year you just showed up and performed. Right. I don't know what it is about him. I think he just needs a little bit of pressure. 
Like the first couple of games are like, wow, Devin Cook is doing so good that we don't even need a quarterback. Yeah. Do you remember the first game when he only threw 10 times? They're like, wow, we should just do that every day. What's that supposed to do for your quarterback's confidence? And then like a couple of weeks later, people are like, why can't he throw the ball? And yeah. So now they're, it's like, what do you, you know, yeah, pick, pick it. You know? Yeah. I mean, Decide. be honest with yourself, Vikings fan, how we are with our Bears. Mitch Trubisky stinks. He has potential, but he stinks. So when he stinks, tell him he stinks. But you know, if he's good, well, tell him he's good. Yeah. You know? So do the same for your quarterback. But you know we're, we're up front with him. We're not subtweeting. We're not Yeah. We're not doing anything like that. You don't see Allen Robinson going on like, oh, if Chase Daniels didn't throw that pick. It's like, no, you just, you just run with it. Right. I think the hard part for the Vikings fans is that, and really the whole organization, is that they haven't guaranteed for this year and all of next year. So they're stuck. Nothing is going to change unless they trade him and the other team agrees to take his full contract. So it's just, they're stuck. And so they, they can't just keep shitting on him because they're stuck. Like for, I mean, you could shit on him. No, no, no. no. I'm not, stuff, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, I don't think they're building the team around Kirk Cousins. Yeah, they're not. You know what I mean? Run, they're building around the running game and the yeah. defense. Yeah. And then they're confused of why a quarterback that was so effective in Washington doing these deep reps with Deshaun Watson, or I'm sorry, Deshaun Jackson, and mm-hmm. all these like corner posts and everything, and then they stopped doing it. If this guy was so effective with this for four years, and like he wasn't like a, an elite elite quarterback, yeah. but he was pretty good, why are you shocked by changing it up so much and dumbing it down? Mm-hmm. And not letting the guy sling the ball, are you shocked that he is not putting up the same performance as Washington when they let him do that? Because Washington was kind of throwing, you know, caution to the wind. I think the Vikings O line has a is a part to play there. They're an offensive line that was built to to run the ball. Even then, they're not great with the pass protection. So when they play the Bears, like it's basically game over. If Kirk Cousins has to take more than two steps, like he's getting ran over in the backfield. But like when they go up against a team like the Giants, pass rush isn't as good as the Viking or isn't yeah. as good as us, then he can take those steps, he can complete passes to Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs and he's looking fine. It's just they need to you know, they need to fix their whole line a little bit more in uh, in Minnesota and then Kirk Cousins will hopefully be able to take like the full step drop. Be comfortable doing that because he would look like he was scared for his life when he played against the Bears. See, because look at this. When we, the first two weeks when Matt Nagy even, obviously I'm going to go back to the Bears, so. Yes. Uh, so when he was talking about, like, maybe I made the playbook too, uh, you know, too complicated, which you know I had a problem with that because I think a third-year quarterback should be fine with that. Yep. But here's what's new. Kirk Cousins comes in. They're not making it too complicated. I think they're making it too simple on him. It's like how we were talking about how when Cordell Patterson yep. lines up, Right. What do you think we're running? We we're know gonna, we're gonna run. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So it's like when you see Delvin Cook there, and all you hear is this chirp, 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 chirp about how bad bad Kirk Cousins is. Here's what I've noticed. You know how many people have said, you know, we got to make Mitch throw the ball. We want ten to beat us. Yeah. No one says that about Kirk Cousins. And yes, he's not performing the best right now. But no one's really saying like, You're right. Put it in his hands. They're not like challenging him because they know that's the you like that. You like that? Because that guy will come out. He's a talented QB, and it, that's the that's the thing with the Bears is they need to. Um, we want Mitch to throw farther than five yard out routes. Like we want him to do that. We're begging. And like even if he like throws picks, he's got to get confident doing that because that's the NFL. Like you can't just keep throwing these five yard outs. Like Matt Nagy can't even get a rhythm. My whole thing with the Bears, and we can you know go talk about the Bears all we want now is that I think oh, we have too many real quick before we go to all Bears I wanted to bring up one thing to you okay go so we have two undefeated teams left in the NFL we have the the Patriots yep I mean come on they play the Reds yep. yes um and, and then the 49ers, 49ers play the Browns yep. who is going to be the next to be undefeated or who's going to be the last undefeated I think the Pats play someone like terrible next week so they'll probably be good but the 49ers actually play someone good I think See, this know. is Johnny. Get get over here. We need a producer. I, I like the 49ers personally. I think they're I think their team is very, very well rounded. They're finally have like a full stable of running backs where if one running back goes down, like they're not screwed. Like, no, they got that league. nice rotation. They have a huge rotation. They're all good. Like Matt Breida looks good. Monster looks good. Tevin Coleman came back. He's looking good. Jerk Jerk McKinnon's like injured. And it doesn't even look like it. Like, how would we have known? If you would have told me, but 
Um, obviously, I think I think the 49ers are the ones that first lose. Um, yeah, Pats I are, I mean, I, I don't think we're crazy saying that. However, I mean, the 49ers look great. Uh, they walked in, and the, the Browns came to town, and they gave them the old Dickens. So, I, mean, I want to be on record, though. I think the 49ers are the one team this year that completely surprised me. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought they were going to be decent. I thought they were going to be decent. You I mean the Browns or 49ers? 49ers. Yeah, I thought the 49ers would be good. The whole issue these last But I didn't years, think like this. They were so injured these last couple of years that, like, they would go into week four completely depleted. And now the 49ers are staying somewhat healthy, and we're getting to see what their defense looks like. We're getting to see. But it's crazy. Both sides of the ball, I I can't believe I'm watching the 49ers. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And that's And that's, as a football fan, you should find that very intriguing because that's cool. Yeah. It's like how the Colts continue to win. They got a win over the Chiefs this week. Yeah. And like everyone was booing luck. People are burning jerseys. People are saying, you know, our our season's over with. Right. And it's like, no, it's not, dude. Let these people play. There's both sides of the ball. There's 52-man ra- – there's 53. 53-man roster. Yep. I mean, let them play. Yeah. Okay. That's it on the week. Let's get in to the game that – Happened in London. <laughs> I'll let you start off because I'm sad. So that was a rough one. Um, to say the least. It was, we went out and the Raiders came out and ran the ball against us. And it was weird watching our defense because we looked completely lethargic. And I blame it on the fact that we went out and we flew out on the Friday. And like, you know, when you fly out to like Europe, like the first day you're fine. And then the second day you start feeling sluggish. And the third day, you start feeling like crap. The fourth day, you feel a little bit better. You get a little bit better. Get get yeah. get a juice. Get adjust to it. Jet I could gone. tell after like four plays, like you we're looking at the defense, they're gassed already. I'm like, how can this already be happening in London right now? And then I got to see Akeem Hicks dislocate his elbow, and that was extremely disgusting as well. So he was done. And so like the heart and core of our defensive line is gone, and everyone's tired. And so it already did not look good. And that just goes to show, like, what happens with the Bears. Like, if our defense does not show up, like, we go down 17-0. I was basically ready to call the game. However, the Bears decided to get my hopes up and make mount a comeback. I mean, we looked solid during the comeback. Uh, Allen Robinson's a god. He is a god. You can't even. I'm, I'm, I'm on him. I remember you were like, I don't know. Like, I don't think he's a, is he a you know, number one receiver. He, no, he's he number one on our team. Wrong. I'm just saying. I think he's a number one receiver, like, just generally. I think he's an ex- extremely very good player. Um, I was a little disappointed with Anthony Miller um, running the wrong routes at the end and then still talking shit. But he did have a pretty sweet catch where he basically stole the ball from from Conley. That was from awesome. the Raiders. Just the Raiders came out there and ran the ball. That was, you know, Josh Jacobs looks like a beast. I give them a lot of credit for taking him. And um, there's all those jokes that the Raiders said that they won the trade now. But they did everything in their power to stop Mac And, um you know, when they're, like, double and triple teaming Mac, we have to have our other guys win one-on-ones, and that just wasn't happening. And we saw even, like, plays where, you know, Derek Carr would throw a pass and be almost picked off by Kyle Fuller, like it was just one step behind. You know what this game reminded me of? Reminded me of the Dolphins-Bears game that we played last year, where it was like, we had a good game, we played until the very end, and we lost. And it was just, yeah. like, close, and it was hard fought, but there was, like, our defense was, like, a little tad slow. Our offense was trying to keep us in the game but when our offense is trying to keep us in the game it's just not that's not jogging football that we can rely on the way i saw the game is you know all the coaches came out and said like and a lot of the uh journalists or whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. came out and said like i think it's time it's good to see that the bears becoming or getting their quarterback to be more of a game manager here's why i don't get it we're five weeks into the season. We know our defense is dominant, elite, unbelievably good. Yep. But here's what we're going to do, especially with the jet lag. And I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly what they were going through. I'm not going to say, like, how tired they were. Right. However, that first half, our offense That's was brutal. doing nothing. And our defense had to keep coming back. And when you're doing that much effort continuously and then being able to run the ball well, had our defense running. Mm-hmm. Running, running, running. 
you know, and that and that's getting us even more tired. And then say you know they scored a touchdown, and then we come back, and then we go to a three and out. You're putting an already tired defense, and then they're running it even more. You're getting even more tired. That halftime is not going to bring them back. Right. We need more of a game management. And I heard them say we got to utilize uh, David Montgomery more. Yep. Uh, when when else have you been hearing that? Yeah. I think we've been saying it every week. The guy is a stud. We're talking about Josh Jacobs. I think he is very, very good. Right. David Montgomery is also very, very good. And we're not doing this to teams that are doing it to us. Right. When and it's... I, I have my opinion on what's happening. I think it comes down to our offensive line. Our offensive line is looking piss poor this year. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's like the Raiders' O-line look like a bunch of beasts out there, like running our defense over. And our offensive line, Kyle Long, looks really bad this year. Like really, really bad to the point where I want to replace him with Rashad Coward. And then uh, Charles Leno at left tackle is like a turnstile for whatever reason. He needs to get his shit together because we, we, we signed him to a nice deal. And he has not shown up at all. Like he got, it looks like he got his money, and just has checked out. Like our O line needs to get their shit together. It was supposed to be one of our strengths coming into this year, and we can't open up any holes. You watch the difference between between uh, what do you call it? You, you the Oakland Raiders and um, the Bears. Like in their O lines, they're open up holes for the Raiders, but the O line for the Bears just isn't. Yeah, I agree with you. And one of the things that I noticed in this game mm-hmm. is the second half, you saw a good switch up that Nagy had and with our offense. And one of the things that I at least a glimmer of hope from the shit show is when you gave Chase Daniels time, the throws he was making didn't look like a backup quarterback. Yeah, no, he was looking- I think the the Chase Daniel issue that we see is that he doesn't really have a lot of pocket presence. He'll hold the ball a little long and they get annihilated in the backfield. But that's okay. That comes with time. He literally has not played football. Like, he's just been a practice backup QB that's been pretty lucky to this point. Like, he knows the offense. He's able to go through more progressions than Mitch Trubisky is. And his throws look good. It's just his pocket presence is a little lacking compared to yeah, the other you, I, I don't know what light switched from the first half to the second half, but it, it was night and day. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's a glimmer of hope that we can take from. It's just when I was seeing, like, are the Bears' defense really as good as they are? Yes. Don't even say that because we are. Yeah. It's just when it's you make them in. play that much time and when you let the other team have that much time of possession, it doesn't matter how good your team is. What's the Vince Lombardi quote? Fatigue makes cowards out of everyone. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I'm talking about? And, and it's true. Right. You know? When you have to, when you're on this long of a drive and you have to take Mac out, you have to take Hakeem Nicks out before the injury, obviously. Yeah. And like you have to take out your good pass rushers. You're just welcoming a more of an offensive like feels like the weight's off the shoulder. Like, ooh, Mac's on the sideline. Now we can attack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what I was seeing, and I really did like to switch up the second half. But the Bears, what I haven't seen this season, this. Even in, in the Redskins game, we haven't played four good quarters of football. Exactly. And, and that's, I'm not saying, yes, our defense has, mm-hmm. but our offense doesn't give our defense enough time to recover. Our, our whole team needs to play four, four quarters of football. And yeah. it's hard when we can't run the ball, so we can't establish a rhythm. I was thinking about it like this. Like, I think Nagy has too many toys. I think he tries to spread the ball out too much, and now there's like nobody's going to get in a rhythm. At all, we don't have enough touches to go around, and guys like Dave Montgomery can't get in the groove. Like we're giving two touches, to Cordell Patterson. We're trying to get the ball to, you know, all of our different types of playmakers, and I think we need to move Cordell Patterson. We might need to move. I, we need to ship some guys off. Get Mike Davis out of there. Um, kind of consolidate it down. I'm fine with Anthony Miller, Taylor Gabriel, Allen Robinson, Dave Montgomery, and Tariq Cohen handling most of that. Our tight ends are. Not great. I don't. I think they're gonna move on to Trey Burton. He's not looking good. Like we, we got. It's it. just like we need to figure this stuff out. I think Shaheen is okay. He's been playing okay. He hasn't gotten a lot of targets, but like he'll randomly catch it. He just looks like a like Gumby out there getting ran. Like he'll get like flipped over and like be injured whenever he gets tackled because he doesn't know how to take an NFL hit. Just he's just a big dude. Um, it's it's a hard it's hard to watch because we can't get in the groove and it's a struggle. Hopefully they take this bye week to. Uh, 
to really rethink what's going on and, and figure their stuff out. Like honestly, like they need to they need to figure out what's going on on offense and come up with some type of rhythm. Yeah, I agree. I think. Uh, do you mind pulling up uh, Bavada so we can see the lines yeah. for the lock this week? Um, I think this bye week is what we need. It would have been nice to go in with a win, but... I agree with that, but I'm saying after a loss like this, especially playing overseas, I think this is what we need. You need time to go back to the drawing board and figure it out. Go back to, you know, X's and O's. Mm. Um, Okay, let's get into the lock this week. Um, I already know mine. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yours. uh, New Orleans Saints at Jaguars plus one. That's a lock. They're going to win. Teddy Bridgewater, he's not playing like a backup. He's playing like a starter. Yeah, and I love it. he had a first three hundred yard game since twenty uh, game since twenty fifteen, I believe. Yeah. That's hey, he's still pretty good. It's it's crazy. I mean, yeah. like he looks good. So I think that no, that is my lock of the week. I I got my first one right last week. So let's there's go. some pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting games. I, I from what I can see, it looks like the the Rams are favored over the undefeated 49ers like honestly i don't know like that's, these games are pretty looking that's <laughs> that the game your, i was talking about is that, that, that your well, no, that, that's what i was gonna say like right see look who the pats are playing this week i think they're playing nobody's uh the giants i believe yep exactly thursday night and yep. so it's like i'm more scared of the 49ers being able to lose besides them and the rams lost two games in a row will they lose three it's gonna be hard yeah because it's at at rams Let's see. Wow, the puzzle minus eleven for the Ravens. That's that's unbelievable. Ravens came back down to earth. That's yeah. Another I mean, Cinderella thing, you know. Hey, they start off night. so hot. It's like they're looking yeah, against okay the, now against the Dolphins. Jaguars favorite? Really? That's what I'm saying. Really? Wow. That's there's some interesting games this week. Dude, um, Saints <laughs> defense looks legit. The battle of the shits. It's the Dolphins versus Redskins. We've got a we got a great game to watch. Definitely gonna tune into that one at noon um, on Sunday. Dolphins versus Redskins. Yeah, it's gonna keep my uh, eyes glued. Like that the Redskins are favored, but I think this is the game the Dolphins pull it out. I, I might bet some money on that. We'll see. Um, honestly, though, I, I if I had to pick my lock this week, you do have to pick <laughs> because I do have to pick. Um, Oh man, there's some pretty good team, pretty good games in here. Um, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers over the Panthers, and because the Bucks are actually uh, dogs right now, two point dogs under the Panthers. I think the Bucks. I you heard me talk about them earlier. I, I think Bucks are gonna are gonna beat the Panthers, and you can lock that in. See that? I was I was originally going to that before I saw the Saints. However, Christian McCaffrey looks like a god. I mean, yeah. Why is he? I'm so sick of hearing, like, he could be an MVP candidate. He is an MVP He's candidate. Incredible. He is an MVP candidate. He's playing out of his mind this year. Mm-hmm. He has over two 70-yard touchdowns. He has two more over 40 yards. Like, show this guy some credit. Yeah. I mean, he's playing out of his mind. Yeah. He's looking good. And maybe that's just me getting a little heated. But it's like, like I said, look at this. The Browns at the Seahawks, they're only two-point dogs. Uh, or no, no, I'm sorry. It's at Browns. I think Seahawks got that all day. Yeah. Russell Wilson's been looking very good. Their line's been looking decent. The run game is still good. Uh, Chris Carson remembered how to hold on to the ball. Um, so that's good. But yeah, yeah so our locks are Saints plus one. And we got ten. Oh wait, we both took dogs. I love betting on dogs. though. it's so fun. Yeah, it's way more fun betting on the betting on the dogs for sure. I wouldn't be opposed to taking the money line on both of those too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do that. I mean, I like all because really, you think the Saints? If the Saints win, I guess here's my thinking: If the Saints win, they're going to win by over one, and if they lose, they're going to lose by over one. So I think money yeah. line on that is better than the other. It's just, uh, the I mean, that's just money. And I think the same thing with the Bucks. I think they at least win by a field goal or lose by a field goal. I don't think it's going to be a one-point game. I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah, no. I like – I I'm want to buy in on the Bucks just because I like Bruce Arians. So. No, I really like him. I can't believe um, – I lost last week in fantasy, by the way, by one. And it's because Mike Evans has zero points. So Chris Godwin is looking like a god. But Shaq Barrett. 
their edge rusher. Oh, he's about to get some is money. Is that a Clemson guy? So he is he Clemson? All I know is that he was the backup for the Broncos, and then they drafted Bradley Chubb, and so then it was Bradley Chubb and Von Miller as starters. So he was just he's good enough to be a starter, but like you can't start him over. Bradley Chubb or Von Miller. Bradley Chubb before he got hurt so, was looking even better than yeah, Von Miller. Well, yeah, I mean, he's looking great. And so what happened is that Shaq Barrett went and got a one-year deal and bet on himself to go to the Buccaneers, and now he has, what, eight sacks, three forced fumbles. He's looking so Like, good. he's about to get so much money given to him this yeah. offseason. As long as he keeps it up and, like, will have, like, a career year, maybe, like, a 15-16 sack year, which is definitely possible, he's about to get all the money from some team that needs an edge rusher. So, oh, Last thing before we get off the NFL that I wanted uh, I sure. wanted to talk about, uh, and then I promise we'll get onto our timeout foot or sport ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Garrett getting flagged for him throwing the red flag aggressively <laughs> is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my whole life. This is football, and this is what the, the refs are just trying to you know flex their flex themselves and say, hey, you know, keep keep together. And like I love that like another penalty is like head to head, and then it's like this guy got the same amount of yards for throwing the red flag down too hard. If you're throwing a if you're throwing a challenge flag, correct me if I'm wrong, beer. It's because you disagree with the call, right? Oh so, come on, what are so, you supposed to? What what is the like? The acceptable way to do it, and like, what is crossing the like, line? Like, are you supposed to salt the... bay it? It's you're like, to, like you know, just this, trickle it down. This reminds me of when people would like celebrate too much, and they throw a flag for excessive celebration. Yeah. Now it's just like, dude, people are passionate about their team. This is their team. This is this is their job and their livelihood. Like, he's gonna be pissed off that you're making like a wrong decision. He's gonna throw a flag hard. Oh no, God forbid that happens. No, that that I I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Like, it, it was so stupid. It, it seemed to me like someone with that little bit of power that was just like, ooh, you know, my wife yelled at me this week, so, oh, I'm going to, oh, I'm, I'm ready to throw this flag. <laughs> I'm taking it down. I'm so, I, I'm surprised that he didn't throw the flag and then throw the hat as well. Like, we get it. You threw the flag. So I thought that was really stupid. And they won the challenge, which is even better. <laughs> so it's like, if you win the challenge like that, I feel like it should be like, I pick up the yellow flag. You're fine. So that is just one thing I wanted to talk about because I thought that was stupid. Um, big heads up, by the way. Um, nothing happened with Antonio Brown this week. So, yeah. So just kind of keep the heads up. Oh, yeah. You, nothing, you, nothing you know happened. we'd be the first to report. No, it, so don't. I will be there. I'm always on Antonio Brown watch. I'm watching his Twitter very particularly. Why do you think Johnny's happened. not here? He's still at CMU. He is. He's he's stalking Antonio Brown. He's doing the uh, documentary. Making sure he's going to class. All, All right. right. Yeah. All right. Time out. Where? On the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um, Okay, so how I want to start off this this thing is, or start off the timeout, it's another sport, but it's definitely not sport ball. It's the UFC. Mm -hmm. And so this week, Israel Adesanya took on the champion in middleweight, uh, Robert Whitaker. And... He won. I don't know if you saw the fight. I watched all the fights. No. And here's what I don't get. Here's here's what just absolutely blows my mind is he hasn't gone through the murderer's row as other people. And yet, he, he was a little bit of a favorite in this fight. That is so. Um, but people, after he wins this, they go, huh, I'm looking at the middleweight division, and I don't see anyone beating him. And to me, it's like he hasn't fought the number one contender before the belt. Right. So how can he not be beatable? Like, Yoel Romero, Yoel Romero is a Cuban gold medal Olympian right. for wrestling. He's never fought a good wrestler. Um, he had a really close fight with Calvin Gaslam. He did win, but it was a close fight. He hasn't fought Jan- Jared Cannonier. Um and it's just, I'm, I don't get it. And, like, he's beefing with John Jones. And, like, you know John Jones yeah. is, right? Oh, yeah. It's so like, people are like, I would love to see this fight. And I think John Jones, people don't get it. He weighed in, without cutting weight, 184 pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's a skinny guy. Yeah. John Jones 
is already one weight class ahead of him. And he weighs in at 205, and he comes into the octagon at like 220. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's a 40-pound weight difference almost. Yeah, you can't. It reminds me of, uh, you know, when, uh, what was it? Uh, McGregor was talking a bunch of shit in uh, trying to move up a weight class and go into light heavyweight, and then goes in and gets sat down by Nate Diaz. That's that. That was welterweight. Welterweight. Yeah. Sorry. So I mean, like, like he he talk a bunch of shit just because you're a hot, you're hot stuff in your weight class, and then you go up, and you don't know what you're about to get hit with, and like the weight matters. It See, matters. See, you gotta remember this. Nate Diaz is. Uh, is a lightweight as well. He's a 155er, same with Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. So it's like he didn't even fight a real welterweight and he got stopped like that. Yeah. I mean, he won the second fight and I'm looking forward to the trilogy. But here's what I don't get. I'm, uh, he hasn't even defended his belt yet. Let him get defended. We got Paulo Costa, we got Yoel Romero. Uh, Gassim's tied up with a fight, but it's like he, has, he hasn't fought all the good wrestlers in the division. Paulo Costa's not a wrestler. But mm-hmm. Yoel Romero... And everyone's like, and he's an he's an amazing kickboxer. That's what he came in at. And I'm not saying that he's bad, but here's what I got to say about the John Jones thing. There's weight classes for a reason, mm-hmm. and everyone talks about his speed. There's not weight classes because the little guy is too fast for the big guy. Right. It is the big guy is too strong for the little guy. And John Jones is a JUCO national champion wrestler. He's also undefeated. He's also the greatest UFC fighter of all time, mixed martial arts fighter of all time, in my opinion. I mean, the guy hasn't lost. He just wins, 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 wins. He's only lost one fight, and it's honestly for kicking the... Did you did you know that he lost, how he lost? Yeah, for, yeah. The, for kicking the... yeah well, For yeah. elbowing the yeah. deaf guy, yeah. and it's because the ref asked the deaf guy... A question, and the deaf guy didn't answer. <laughs> you're an idiot. Yeah. And there was Steve Mazzagatti. You're a fucking idiot. That makes no sense to me. How do you ask the deaf guy a question, and then he doesn't answer, and you go, oh, he's messed up? No, he's just deaf. Yeah. So True. that that pissed me off, and that's that's something I just don't get. I, I I wouldn't say I'm like a huge UFC fan or MMA fan, but I do like to watch it. But I don't get that they're just saying, like, he's unbeatable if he hasn't fought everyone. Uh, and you yeah. want him to go up a weight class, even though, you know, he's only been in the UFC 18 months. I he's only had four or five fights. So it's like, you, know, you got to fight more. you got to stay stay in your weight class, defend your title for a while. Once there's no one left to beat, then go mess around with other weight classes. Like, it's fine. Yeah, like, like right but, now, you've but, got guys that, you know, they can go toe-to-toe with you right now, and they're, like, chopping to the bit. Those aren't messing around with John Joe. So yeah. mess around with that yet. No. You're and, not there yet. And John Jones is going yet. right back at him on Twitter. He's like, I will destroy you. And he I will. think he will. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing that's different. Is people will say like, oh, Conor McGregor did it. And then he went up. But and he, he And he won a second belt. Very different. Conor McGregor is probably, in our lifetime, the biggest fighting superstar. Besides like Canelo Alvarez. Ronda Rousey, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but he, he was bigger than Ronda Rousey, in my yeah. opinion. And so it's like, that's different. That's before they sold. They were trying to, you know, show how many pay-per-view buys they can get. Right. So they did that. But it's like the way that Stipe Miocic did, who's the heavyweight, and Daniel Cormier, who's the light heavyweight, they both had three or – no, I think Daniel had two title defenses, and then Miocic had three. So it's like that's when I'm fine with you going for that double strike. Yeah, absolutely. you got to prove yourself in your division. It's one thing to win the belt. It's another thing to keep the belt. Right. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, that's that's the fights you want to see is when someone has defended their belt for two or three straight times, and then you go to a different weight class and fight that dude who's defended his belt two or three straight times. That's when you see, like, this is, like, the best fighters in the world are going at it right now. Yes. And you want to see that. Not right now. I mean, yeah. you're, you haven't proven yourself yet. Sure, you have the belt, but that's just because you won the right fights. Beat everybody. And then go, then go to a different weight class. Yeah, and, and a lot of people always talk about how, you know, it's one thing to win the belt and then you, like, lose your motivation. Right. I feel like if you win the belt and then you immediately jump up to a next weight class, you still have this, like, motivation to win a belt. I want to see what the motivation to keep yours. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
I'm already the champion. Like, if I win, I'm still the champion. No. I wanted. I want to see that. I don't want to see, like, you go up in weight class and be like, if I beat this guy, I get two belts. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got to say about that. So that's my UFC thing. Right. Um, another thing, this is on the funny side. Uh, we're going to go funny for the rest of the episode. So a woman at the uh, – there's a national conference every year about, like, you know – environmental struggles and like how to make the planet a better place and how to do it mm-hmm. and so they were on the topic of co2 pollution and like obviously there's more and more people on this planet and so we're we're consuming more energy and that energy has to go somewhere right um and this woman stood up i don't know if you heard this she was a crazy woman she stood up oh, and she said that the way to eliminate the co2 pro- production or at least decrease it is you have to eat babies. <laughs> Let that sink in. Oh, and uh, I remember this I was, watched that video. It's nuts. It yeah, was like she said, "Eat babies." And like people are giving that woman crap for not like coming going back at her. It's like that woman is clearly deranged. And like you just gotta be like, okay, uh huh, mm-hmm. and just that's a nod and smile. That's it's a smile like, and wave. You're walking down the street and someone approaches you and comes up with some crazy conspiracy theory and starts like yelling in your face. You don't just say, no, you're wrong and like go toe to toe. You go, okay, yeah, I want to get the hell out of here. Like yeah. that's that's what a, that's a response I saw. Like I'm glad like she didn't hurt anybody. Like that's terrifying. <laughs> my my favorite part about this is why do you have to eat them? That's the, yeah, that's you know, a good like. It's one thing to be like, you know, we got to kill all these babies so there's no more. Like, we got to kill some people. stop having babies. But why, in her mind, is we have to eat the babies? Well, that's probably the most, like, productive. You're thinking about, like, if you got baby meat, like, might as well eat it. Right? You're thinking reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's just a good little, I you mean, know, this is crazy. Grill, you know? And I'm all for that's saving horrible. the planet and everything. But I, that <laughs> is so funny to me that she went immediately to eating babies. And I honestly can't tell if she was trolling, if she was, like, making a joke, or if she's just absolutely deranged. Apparently she was trolling. Or, oh, she was? Yeah. That's, oh, oh, that's what I, I read that, that she was. But, like, even then, that's... Wow, who goes into that with like I'm gonna yell about eating babies and we're gonna see what happens? Like that's I would have never even thought to troll like that. I give her I give her you know like I give her a clap, uh, standing ovation to the fact that she golf clap. She thought about eating babies for her argument, and you know what? You know what is what's another good argument? What's another good argument for saving the CO2? Think Here's what I gotta say. I it's like when someone says like we have to save the planet and someone's like. Prove it and be like, really? I'll eat my unborn child. And she'll be like, whoa. Wait, why? <laughs> like, you know you don't have to do that. And they're like, no, 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 I'll do it. I'm it's like them just doubling down on their – it's just Jeez. doubling down on your opinion. Oh, yeah. Well, I wish I cared about something as much to eat my child than that. Also, is she going to eat their kid? Yeah. Or is she going to eat someone else's kid? Yeah, are there going to be the restaurants coming up that are like $600 a plate of like baby? Like, you know how like veal's really expensive? Like, is baby going to be expensive? It's going to be a whole new industry. There's going to be like e-commerce subscription box where you get your baby uh, tartar. Yeah, it's going oh to be like the new butcher box. Butcher <laughs> exactly. Box. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, go, Ben. Well, we got baby on we, here. We promise you we will not do a no. promo code for butcher box unless they give us a This is what's going to happen right now is that someone's going to clip this. And one of us is going to be running for office in 10 years, and they're going to be like, well, he likes eating babies, so don't hurt for him. I would never eat a baby. Well, I would never run for office, but... But, but I wish I had the mentality of this girl to stick to my gun so much that I would. Because I, I definitely don't have that. Um, let's get off on some crazy stuff and get on some even crazier stuff. So Milky Way this week came out with a new candy bar. Okay. Milky Way is actually my favorite candy bar. I like Milky Way. I love Milky Way. I like Twix better, but they're new. Uh, Twix is technically a cookie, not a candy bar. Oh my god! It's actually a cookie if you look it up. Um, <laughs> but the new flavor is salted caramel. I say caramel. They said caramel on yep. that thing, and I do love salted caramel. Yeah. And I'm sure it's very good. But all these people saying it's better than the original, flip off because you are wrong. I think it's a little bit different. You know, I love salted caramel as well. Car- caramel, caramel, whatever. What do you, how do you say it? I say caramel. I say And when caramel. I go into the Dunkin' Donuts and I get my large caramelized coffee, like, I say caramel. I, don't I say wish caramel. I said caramel, though. 
Caramel sounds so much badass. I'll take a caramel, please. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> I think fancy. it sounds great. It sounds like, but by the way, you saying that about a candy bar makes it sound way cooler. Nah. Like, it sounds like you're eating something fancy. I think, you know, it's, you know, I love salted car- caramel, caramel. I love salted caramel, but is it going to change the way Milky Way is enjoyed? No. This is going to be one of those fads. This is going to be just like that donut chicken sandwich from KFC. I heard it's going to good. Look- it's pretty I watched a couple reviews. <laughs> We've been talking so much chicken sandwiches, I had to. I t- we talked about chicken sandwiches today at work, and I was like, and my podcast talked about chicken sandwiches. And they were like, holy shit. Like, we, so what? But either way, I like I like Milky Way just the way it is. I'm not one of those guys that wants to change it. However, I will be trying the salted caramel. And I, because I like salted caramel, I think I'm going to like this candy bar when I try it. Yeah, I'm not sure how I am. I think one of the best new candy bars that I ever had was a couple years ago I had the, like, Reese's Bar, but it was, like, Reese's Pieces in the bar, and that was so good. How does Milky Way only have 6,490 followers on Instagram? It's because they're owned by Mars Bar, so I bet Mars Um, has the biggest one. Well, I still think only 6,000... I'm following them, too. But either way, like, I... I had the Strictly Caramel one, and that was so good. Strictly Caramel? Yeah. I've only had it once. I just think we're caramel guys. I think I just really like caramel, and that's why I like Oh, I do love caramel. I love My girlfriend hates caramel. I think it's it's pre-crime. Police, if anyone listens to this, feel free to arrest her. I think caramel, and this is, like, going to be a hot take, um, whenever you go to, like, you know, oh, my God, what's that? What is that ice cream place where they mix it up? Cold Stone. Cold Stone. You go to Cold Stone, you get... You get the vanilla, you get some caramel, and you get some Oreos with the caramel. It changes, it literally changed my life. I think that nobody has taken like the, that chocolate cookie Oreo brand and infused caramel with it. It's like a crime, and they can make a shit ton of money if they incorporate that. Whoa. I love caramel with Oreos, and I will go to war for it. That, that, I've never even had that. My you favorite try. is, I like it's Kit incredible. Kats in my ice cream. Kit Kats? Kit Kats. We went to this, re- oh my god, this insanely good gelato place in Italy. Not a big deal. I travel. Um, wow. We went to this gelato place, and I had half Twix, half Kit Kat. It was the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. That sounds pretty good. Dude, it was actually really good. Um, but this is a perfect segment into my rankum this week, <laughs> except this rankum is more open-ended. It's just the Mount Rushmore. Top four, but you got to go one, two, three, four. So it's not just the four. I want the order. And it is, since it's spooky season, you saw the background of my phone, it is the top four, whether it's now or when you were a kid. No, let's go when you were a kid. Okay. When you're going up to the house, they're given, like, what? what's your top four treats? And I want the number one to be, like, we had this girl on my block. I don't. I mean, she was a woman. She was probably, like, 60. And she gave out nerds ropes <laughs> and i would run so it was at the end of my i lived on a cul-de-sac uh-huh. so it was only like four houses down and we would go there come back like get into new costumes and go back and i had like eight so you give out like the full nerds ropes and yeah and so like my family out. i'm not gonna lie my family shout out mom dad you they give out the best halloween treats i've ever seen it's full size everything and it's king size most mm. of the time too so that's really good. And so I want to know, um, I'm going to have you go first on this one. And then, then so it's just, you know, one, two, three, four. Okay. When you were a kid, or now I guess, but that's not as fun. What was your like top four things you got in your bag well, that you were like, ooh. I would always get really, really excited. Obviously, I'm, I'm a Twix guy. And that goes back to when I was little. So the moment I tried Twix. You left time, or right Twix? Like, just Isn't that the new slogan? Both. I don't care what the left or right. That's a new thing. I don't. I don't care. I'm, okay. I'm oh, yeah, old that is new. Fan. That is new. That um, is new. I would oh, go yeah. and if I got Twix, I'd be like terrifically happy. Twix was like a, it was a common candy bar you got, but I still be pumped every single time I got it. Number two, because it was almost like Twix, would be Snickers. Oh, almost like it. Almost like it, except they threw some you know some peanuts in there. I'm like okay, whatever. Um, Number three, and it's because I'm a cookies and cream guy, I just love those Hershey's cookies and cream candy bars. I hate that candy bar. You don't like I, it? I, I, I just don't like it, but I know I get why people like I, it. I personally like it. I thought it was thought it was phenomenal. And then number four, see, I was always a chocolate guy, but I always, always appreciated 
like the other types of brands. And when it came down to it, I really just like, oh man, this is a really hard decision because I want to give, I want to put Skittles in there, but like I also have a tie for like peanut M and M's because peanut M and M's are so fucking good. Every single time. Oh, Sorry, earmuffs. Dude, that's that's but Mama Joe's favorite thing. It's so good. Oh, and yeah. you know what? Whoever gives out almond joys, they can go straight to hell. Because what a waste <laughs> of time. What a waste of time. And it's like, like Mount Rushmore for the worst things. It's almond joy. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Just just all Why? Four. My one of my best friends loved almond joys. He like pulled this whole thing where I'll trade you for all the almond joys. He's like, dude, like you can have the almond joys. Fine. Joy. You know, go go to all those doors. But um I think number one is gotta obviously be Twix. Number two, we got our our Snickers. Number three, um, I forgot what I was, what I said for number three. Oh, the cookies and cream, Hers, uh, the Hershey's bars, and then number four, I will go with Skittles because I was a chocolate guy going up. But like honestly, peanut M and M's honorable mention right there for me. Well, that, that's fair. Uh, real quick, how mad were you when you opened up the Twix and it was just peanut butter? It was like the peanut butter Twix, so the oh. caramel Twix. Well, I love peanut butter, but that always just grind my gears. Yeah, you know what? I went into it with the caramel caramel like idea but like you know i'm not upset with with the peanut peanut butter because i like peanut butter no that's fair too yeah okay so mine i would say is number one i'm gonna go with nerds rope every (laughs) see i'm more of like a sugar gummy based candy over chocolate Mm -hmm. so when i got a nerds rope i remember losing my mind like i told you we used to go back switch up uh, shout out Chris Chan. I doubt that he listens to this. I haven't, he was my neighbor. Uh, <laughs> but we used to like just swap. And then at one time we got so like ran out of clothing that he just put on a Aeropostel hoodie. And when the girl said, what are you? And she he goes, I'm a model. We're like that's <laughs> awesome. Because it's Halloween. You can't say anything. So number one, nerds rope. Number two, which I'm shocked you didn't mention, I love. The single Reese's cup. Oh, I God. loved the single Reese's cup. Yeah. I still do to this day. You know, whether it be like the Easter egg or the mm. bunny or the Christmas tree, I love those. Um, my ex girlfriend used to love those, and she would buy a huge pack, and I would always eat them all. Good. And she would get upset, but whatever. Whatever. Number three is going to be a banana laffy taffy. Interesting I, choice. I love banana laffy taffies, man. They. <laughs> They get my rocks off. Is that because those were all only the ones left over, like every single time, were the banana ones? See, a lot of people don't like the banana ones. They were my favorite. I loved them. And then number four is going to be this. Okay, so I'll have an honorable mention as well. Number four would be the Runts package. Oh, yeah. Do you know like the little packs of The nerds or like the Runts, you know? No, I want the Runts more than the the nerds. Okay. Like where it's like one was shaped like an apple, one was shaped like banana, but they all taste the same. Those are really good. Oh, yeah. And then my honorable mention is shout out to like six people in the neighborhood that would give out the uh, popcorn balls where it's just like popcorn and caramel all together and it was just like a little baseball and you just eat it. Oh, yeah. Those (laughs) are awesome. And I know now that it's almost 2020, you probably can't like do that. You can't do homemade There's razors in there. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, I bit in hoping there was a razor. I was like, I I wonder if there's a razor here. I love those. So those are definitely my honorable mentions. So we've learned something. You're a chocolate guy. I'm more of a gummy sugar guy. I'm a chocolate guy for sure. Um, Yeah. Anything else you got? Honestly, you know, I love those Reese's, but, uh, you know, big shout out to my mom. My mom was a, uh, a big white chocolate person. So whenever I would go out and during like Halloween, if I ever got a white chocolate Reese's peanut butter cup, cause she couldn't eat like regular chocolate, I would always get her the white chocolate peanut butter and I'd save it for her. So that'd be like my little, my little present to my mom whenever I go out. My dad is very strange in the fact that like he eats extremely healthy except he's got like the biggest sweet tooth like i've seen the man eat like three scoops of flaxseed and then if you bring out like a lemon cake or a apple tart like he'll he'll go to town (laughs) but the thing that he loves so much is we always get him for like christmas and his birthday seas candy have you ever had seas candy um maybe it's like one of like the mixed things but you can get them like custom Uh uh they have this one where it's it's milk chocolate or dark chocolate it's got like uh, nougat at the bottom and then marshmallow fluff at the top and it's all covered in chocolate. Is that I like think Charles and Chew? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. I also love to watch him call it. 
Oh, what's your call yeah. bars? Mm. I started liking it just because of the name, and then I actually had one. Is I'm that like the the pretzel in there? It's got graham crack. Oh, oh cool. it might have pretzel as well. I, it's got like everything. Incredible. That's why I like it. God, love it. Um, I also like the Take Fives. Take but Fives. That, that take Fives had the pretzel. I thought Take Fives definitely had the right. pretzels. That that's just not what I saw a lot. I also love Tootsie Pops. So anytime mm-hmm. I get a Tootsie Pop, I was like, I was a five hundred grand guy. It was five. 5,000 grand? 5,000 grand. Is it 500? Look that up because I'm not going to be able to sleep. Hold on, hold on. I want to say it's a 500 grand bar? I think it's 500 grand. I think it's 100 grand bar? What the? It's 100 grand. (laughs) It's 100 grand. I don't know why I thought it was 500. Oh, yeah. It's 100% 100 grand. It's got the caramel. It's got the crunch. Mm. Yeah. Dude, uh, on a side note, you know what it's my – I hate going to the movies. I hate going to the movies. I hate it. But my favorite part about the movie is a bunch of crunch. I love Bunch Crunch. You put that in the popcorn <laughs> and it like melts. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's incredible stuff. I love the Hungry Games. They're so good. Oh, wow. That's a, God, there's so, so many good candies out there. I'm going to, you know, I can't wait to go buy a bunch of candy and then not give out anything on, on uh, Halloween because I really hope the children don't come to my door. Like, I'm not going to be prepared for that. Yeah, I live in an apartment, so they're not coming. Same. All right. Well, that was an amazing episode. Uh, remember, guys, we're still doing the Fall Catalog Night donation. Yep. Follow us on Instagram and iTunes at Beer League Official, all one word. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do that, we will donate a dollar to this charity event. It goes to Alzheimer's Research. Um, and then my company will also uh, match every donation we do. So that's really amazing. good. We're, you know, It's for a good cause, so go ahead and do it. Uh, remember, we, we want to keep spreading this podcast through word of mouth. We're getting more and more views, and we, I know for me, Beer and Johnny, we couldn't be more appreciative for everyone listening. Absolutely. Thank you guys very much. Uh, remember, you can write anything on Instagram, and we'll answer the questions. Uh, there actually could be. I'm not going to lie. I didn't check it this week. <laughs> but we can also answer. We could do a Q&A or whatever. But, yeah, thank you guys very much for spreading the word. We really do appreciate it, and I hope you guys like the podcast. And happy spooky season. Happy spooky season, guys. Uh, Good night, everyone. Good night.